you were crazy enough. This is my this is my you first. You've never been kissed. Before. I had never, never been kissed by never been kissed. I've never been kissed by never been kissed. Yes, I'm a perfect. You've angel. also just never been kissed in general. I've never been Spoilers, kissed. Spoilers, guys. Pate's never kissed anyone. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Feminist Fiends and Quarantine Queens, our podcast where we analyze elements of pop culture through a feminist lens. I'm Nellie. And I'm Pate. So this week, we are taking it all the way back to 1999 when I was um, one year old and Nellie was two because Nellie likes to let everyone know that she's older than me and she was born in 97. Pause for a dramatic effect. Our guest was also born in 97. Okay, we haven't introduced that. her yet, Nelly. <laughs> Give me a second. Okay, thank you. <laughs> we are taking it all the way back to 1999 in our Oof That Didn't Age Well series, and we're talking about the classic movie Never Been Kissed, a romantic comedy directed by... Hmm, give me the pronunciation, please. I think Raja... I really made you say all the names today. Jessica Alba is in this movie. Oh my god, you missed Jessica Alba? Which one is she? Did you even rewatch it? One of the popular girls. She was the tall one. With the short haircut? Yeah. I'm shook. Okay. Guess you were not paying close attention to this movie that we're talking about today, Um, well, first off, her haircut was ugly. And second (laughs) off. I was cringing about how awful this movie was. Anyways, we'll talk about that. So Never Been Kissed is a romantic comedy directed by Raja Gosnell, Gosnell, starring Drew Barrymore, Jessica Alba, David Arquette, Michael Barton, and many more, including a baby James Franco. This movie follows Josie Geller, a 25-year-old copy editor who has never had a real relationship or a real opportunity at her dream of being a reporter until her editor-in-chief assigns her to report undercover at a high school to help parents become more aware of their children's lives. And we'll, and we'll unpack this thoroughly, but things definitely don't go as planned, and oof, it did not age well. To unpack Never Been Kissed with us, we are joined by our pal and former classmate, Morgan Jennings. Morgan Jennings is a cool girl, no cap. (laughs) She grew up in Shelbyville, Tennessee on her family's farm. She has a degree in integrative biology. I don't think I knew that, Morgan. (laughs) I knew it was ornament. Okay, I'm excited. She has a degree in integrative biology and simply does not use an ounce of it in her current role as community outreach coordinator for our medical clinic, a free medical clinic called Partners for Healing. In her free time, Morgan enjoys watching romantic comedies, which totally makes her an expert in love, and chasing men who are not worthy of her affection. She is currently reading Molly Bass's Cook This Book and trying new recipes when she can. We are so excited to have her on the pod today. Welcome, Morgan. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Okay. Also, a funny thing was Morgan wrote this very beautiful. I was going to say, why did you say no? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The hilarious thing was that I like 
this afternoon um was out like I took my dog on a hike and I drove to the trail and when I was driving back I got a text like through the I was driving my mom's like kind of nice car that has like it'll read the text to you through the car and it was like oh text from Morgan Jennings so I clicked on it and she was it was like hey put this in the dock but here it is and then it literally was like Morgan Morgan Jennings is a cool girl no cap (laughs) and I literally lost my mind and then also when it said the part that was like which totally makes her an expert in love like I think it's so funny when Siri like reads stuff like in people's voices it like freaks me out but I also it was so funny that I literally just responded I was like lol perfect I was like sounds good to me but we're so glad you're here thank you I'm very excited Morgan has been a loyal listener literally from the get-go um bought all the merch everything (laughs) also speaking of merch listeners if i put my face on the t-shirt would you buy it reply yes or no we could get we could make one of those t-shirts similar to like those animal ones that you like pay but it's like it's like the same brand but it's just your face oh like the raccoon and cat one my cat t-shirt love that one well, so Morgan, you reached out to us a couple weeks ago about the Oof, it did, Oof That Didn't Age Well series, and you suggested Never Been Kissed, which we're talking about today. And so what made you want to talk about that? Why do you think it's worthy? Why do you think it's worthy of feminist critique? So the funny thing is, so first off, I love the concept of oof that didn't age well just because these are movies that you know we watched when we were in junior high and high school and or at least I did and um I don't know I just feel like you watch it and you're kind of enamored with the characters and you're like this is really silly this is quirky and then you watch it even just a few years later when like you yourself have grown a little bit um you've kind of experienced like you've had your own like dealings with love and that kind of thing and you first off are like this is totally unrealistic and also this is kind of messy which in some ways are heartbreaking because you still like you have these fond memories of when you first watch these movies but then I don't know then you're it doesn't taint your view of the movie but it definitely makes you kind of question why why was this written the way it was um and i just think it's really interesting being able to look at some of your favorite movies and just kind of i don't know i think it's healthy to look at them through a different lens every once in a while and just be like what is it about this movie that i enjoy what are and what is it about the parts that make me uncomfortable now that once didn't you know and sometimes it's like is it because of something that's happened in the real world you know, like the Me Too movement, that's changed it. But then in, other ca- in a lot of cases, I'm like, no, that was messy for the time it was produced also, which to me is very, like, that's what I think of when I think of Never Been Kissed. Because I'm like, no, some of the things, some of the, like, concepts that feel, quote unquote, icky these days, I'm like, it should have felt icky for audiences when it first came out in 1999. Um, so I don't know. I just think it's, it's healthy to sort of look at these things after your initial one just a few you know years later be like I don't know this this doesn't resonate with me like it used to yeah no I'm so glad you said that because I feel like that 
is something we're grappling with constantly on this podcast. I feel like a lot of times we're <clears throat> like unpacking movies that we love a lot and we're like, mm, I don't, you're like kind of like questioning why you love it or whether or not it is um, inclusive or intersectional or just generally like for the movement. And I think, and I think oftentimes I find myself being like, oh my gosh, this movie's trash, but still love it. Like I'll just be like, mm, still love it though. And like that, that's like a messy way to feel, but it is really kind of interesting to think like, okay, well, why do we actually like it? I wouldn't, we'll talk more about why I don't, I don't know that I would go as far to say that I like this movie, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. But, Pete, but I, think I, don't that's know if you... the, I think that's just the process of learning, unlearning, relearning, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, when you first watch these movies, you're learning. You're you're seeing how you think. You know, that's the whole thing of rom-coms is it's a portrayal of the ideal or what we would like to happen. And right. it's created by people who probably don't really have a realistic sense of, of how normal, what normal is, you know, normal relationships. And it a lot of things are very, like, blown out of proportion, I feel like um or things that are you know you see characters in a lot of rom-coms they they get upset with one another for no reason it's like normally people wouldn't get that upset over you know that but I don't know I mean on that topic you know like when um I don't know if this ever happened to you but I remember like at a pretty formative age getting like really angry with my family and like storming off and like thinking like they were gonna come and like check in on me and we're gonna have like this like intimate and like angsty moment and then they just would never come like I would storm off to my room and then just like be chilling in my room until I cooled down and then I would like sulk back downstairs and they would be like why the fuck were you behaving that way and I was like oh this is not how people behave I thought this was how people behaved and it is just like you get to a point where I think especially to like thinking about us now a year out of under or nearly a year out of undergrad like I feel like college gives you um a ton of critical thinking skills um that allow you to like not take movies but also anything at like face value and so you're like okay I like it's funny because I want and I want to hear Pate's thoughts because Pate actually watched this movie for the first time for this she had never seen it before so Pate Pate, what what were your first impressions of okay yeah so you were crazy enough this is my this is my (laughs) first never been kissed I had never been kissed by never been kissed I've never been kissed by never been kissed yes I'm a perfect you've also just never been kissed in general I've never been spoilers guys Pate's never kissed anyone me and Eddie just hugged for our entire relationship (laughs) side hug side hug only no friend hug because then you might accidentally kiss and I have never <laughs> and you've never been kissed. all the time all the time all the time accidental kisses yeah they're especially during especially now I just, just think like it's you know like it slips in lips yeah. everywhere <laughs> this is not good in the me too era I just can't help accidentally kissing people it's very on brand for this movie <laughs> okay anyway Pete um okay uh, so yeah impressions never been kissed the whole time I was Morgan I initially thought like this was your favorite movie because 
it's like we talked about my favorite movie Legally Blonde so I was like okay and then like you know I always feel like guests come on and they're like this is my favorite movie so I was watching it and I was like wow you judged my movie taste so bad I was like wow Morgan must really just like love this movie she just and loves Drew Barrymore. I, I really thought I was like, she just must be a Drew Barrymore stan and like just has really must have grown up watching this movie and then can no like still can't hate it. Cause wow, I hated this movie. It was so bad. No, it just okay. As, the plot aside, it just it's not a it's not a well put together movie. No. Like I I don't know. It's it's not cinematically beautiful in any way. There's not no. really any iconic music throughout it, which honestly, music sometimes can save a movie. Just because yes. John Tucker must die. John Tucker must die. Saved it. Yes. Yeah. You're jamming, even though you're thinking the plot of this is horrible. But I don't know. Even the pace of it is just kind of odd. You're like, wait a second. Yeah. Two minutes ago, this this was the issue. How did we get? from here to here like I think the a perfect you know example of this is at the very beginning when Josie is given her assignment it's like her first assignment as an investigative reporter by the beloved Gary Marshall and he's like I am so nostalgic for high school you stranger who has never written for our newspaper before ever (laughs) you will be a reporter and yeah you are now going to be our reporter on high school and then just a few minutes later she goes in she's like made up she's at this high school and you're slowly realizing she has no real assignment like she just keeps turning in weird stories to her boss and it's like the vat of coleslaw but you're thinking but you just let her you just she just went in with with nothing to work with basically and it's just grasping for straws which we'll get into why that's iffy on a in like in a journalistic perspective later because i have beef with just the way that the newspaper handled itself in the film but i don't know it's interesting because you on the one hand you're like yeah cool she's given a really cool opportunity to be a reporter but at the same time you're like what she's doing has nothing like this old man is just nostalgic for high school and so you would think maybe her article would be called something like a day in the life of the class of 1999 or something but it does not go in that direction whatsoever now there are all of these examples of like undercover reporter undercover agent movies like some that come to mind are like I mean, even, like, I would say How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days would count as that, but also, like, 21 and 22 Jump Street, like, Miss Congeniality. Um, I'm trying, like, there are just so many others where they're good and you, like, know what the, like, what the, like, end goal is. And with this, it's literally, like, I mean, I didn't even really know what the point was until I was writing the description for this, um, for this episode, like, writing the intro for this episode and seeing that, like, when looking on what wikipedia says about this movie it says so that like parents can learn more about their kids and i'm like yeah i did not know that was the whole point of it i thought he was just like a crazy old man who's like my son almost choked on peanuts i don't know him at all you go write about high school i was like the disconnect here is strong 
why don't you just write an article about like how to connect with your kids instead of like making this woman go it just made no sense I was like okay that's what I'm saying so when you look back after when you first watch this movie or however many times you watch this movie when you remember it you remember the ending and like right you know how it what it all boiled down to but when you watch it again and you figure like you try to see what the beginning was like you're like how did we how did we end up here everyone like it didn't have to be like this morgan when did you first watch this like when do you remember watching it for the first time i it must have been like my sophomore junior year of high school so backstory I had my first kiss in my junior year of high school and I felt like that was really late and so I <laughs> I stumbled across this movie and I was like oh I must relate <laughs> yeah I didn't you were all. like this is gonna be me you were like this is gonna be me I'm gonna be <laughs> yeah exactly and and here's the thing too <laughs> within the light within the first 10 minutes you realize the title is a lie first of all yeah. because she's in the break room with she has pals. been kissed she has been kissed and i'm like then what what is which this is confusing when you're me? a kid because you think that's what it actually is you think she literally has never been kissed you like even as a kid i was like when i was re-watching it now i was like wait she has been kissed before like i missed that whole part and i was like okay well yeah. okay, anyway, but also I'm, like poor little people who hadn't been kissed since like until their junior year of high school which also is like not a weird thing i hope you know that's not a weird thing morgan like you kiss people know. when you want to kiss them but like her whole spiel when she was like yeah, I've kissed people, but I've never really been kissed. And isn't that what life is all about? Is finding your partner who when you kiss, it's like no, you've kissed no one else. It's like girls and boys and anyone who has not been kissed is not going to relate to that. So that whole spiel was for nothing. And then Octavia Spencer Queen. Who, who, love her. Why did she Sorry I didn't put her in the intro. Why yeah. did she have a side role in this in this movie? But she goes, mm, girl, you're a writer for a reason. And I was like, Octavia, no, she is not. That was cheesy and bad. I wonder if we want to just kind of tackle why this movie is a big oof, why it's part of this category that we're, we're discussing it within, and what did not age well. Slash, a question I have is, was this ever okay? And Morgan, I know you kind of touched on this when you were talking about it. So I'll pass it to you. I'd love to hear y'all's thoughts. Yeah, I think, yeah, let's just cover it as one big topic. Um, so for the listeners who should, uh, well, first off, I think it should just be a rule that you should have watched these movies prior to listening to the podcast, just because I don't know why you're listening. <laughs> you if you're have. listening without watching, like, you're a true <laughs> fan, like. But So, like, hope you don't care about spoilers, but um. So yeah, so Josie enters this high school and honestly, I feel like she's trying to reinvent her high school self and in a lot of ways because she feels like she was a loser in high school. She was highly bullied, highly bullied. Um, and so I feel like especially her colleagues are really trying, or her female colleagues rather, are really trying to encourage her to like 
be her own cool girl self and sort of reimagine what her high school experience could have been. Um, except now she's a 25 year old woman and that just isn't how that works. <laughs> I wish we could time travel, but we can't. Um, so she goes to this high school and she enters the classroom and it's just like, it was almost like the, they specifically did like a sunbeam on his face almost like, and in jet, like you could hear, ah! and you just know, you know, something's about to happen that really shouldn't. Um, but we know that she's 25. And so immediately you're, you're pushed to question your morals. Cause you're like, am I supposed to stand this? Like, am I supposed to really be like, yeah, this girl should totally go after this teacher. But then you realize, wait, he does not know that she's 25. He simply thinks that she's a 17 year old, mainly because when he's like, are you sure that you're 17? And she's like, I'm 17. I am a 17 year old. And you're like, yeah, gal, we get it. That was a good Drew Barrymore impression, by the way. Except they didn't list. I'm 17. I'm your face. I know this is a podcast, which is not a visual medium, but your your face with like the facial expressions you have were good too. Thank you. So and I think it's really funny that so they talk about he's an English teacher and they talk about as as you know it. And I felt as you like it, as you like it, they did as you like it. And he talks, you know, later on when they're continuing to talk about the play, he's like, it's all about disguises and how we're braver when we're wearing a disguise. And you just know that that illusion is supposed to make you feel more comfortable about Josie's position playing like an undercover reporter and that she can be her bravest version of herself and that she should just really embrace this high school version of herself because she's wearing a disguise and you're like no hold the phone Shakespeare wasn't right then Raja Gosnell is not correct now <laughs> like that's not how that should go but I thought it was funny that they tried to like show that there was a precedent for it by alluding to um as you like it and it just didn't work sorry you didn't fool me I just think it's really interesting they tried to kind of make it okay, seem okay because he's saying yeah we're braver in our disguises and you're like but that kind of makes it worse does it not sir well I also just think it's interesting that you know it reminds me of going back to 10 things I hate about you that was a rendition of the taming of the shrew and it was a modern day adaptation of that which made it somewhat more feminist because the taming of the shrew is not feminist and we talked about that and I just felt like never been kissed was trying so hard to be like look since we have aspects of Shakespeare like we're an intelligent movie listen to Drew Barrymore talk about how she thinks she's in a Shakespearean play at the prom but I was so bored out of my mind I did not know what she was speaking about in that instance and like I think we, like Nellie and I were talking about how if this was supposed to be a rendition of a Shakespearean play and I would argue no if anything like the writers and the producers and directors just drew inspiration to the fact that Shakespeare had so many plays where characters had to disguise themselves in the opposite gender but I almost just called her Jody again Josie never does that she's just disguising her age and her like 
her identity as a high school student or her identity as a writer. So I just don't think it lands the same like um, Viola in She's the Man. Like that is very clearly an adaptation of a Shakespearean play done modern. Anyways, I just think that they were trying way too hard to be like viewed as something of value and like had deep ideals. But this is one of my main issues with it. Like I think when... Josie at the prom is like, I can't believe you three people or you bullies that I considered friends were just about to do the same thing that I was the victim of. But then in her article, she like talks highly of the bullies. I don't know if y'all caught on to that, but that really bothered me because wasn't she like the best people you'll ever or like the prettiest or girls she's like the prettiest meet? girls you, but she never specifically was like the prettiest girls you ever meet that will never grow out of high school she never said anything about how they were bullies in the article and I was like okay you just totally you made a good point after this an hour and a half of bullshit sorry I don't normally curse but I feel so passionately about this this movie was so dumb and cheesy and you put me through an hour and a half of this to finally make a good point and then you go back on that good point at the last 15 minutes so I was pissed but I think it would have been I think it would have been also bad if she had kind of trashed these 17 and 18 year old kids as a 25 year old journalist in the end like she ends up writing this huge article and it ends up putting these children in a bad light (laughs) I'm like that's kind of rude of her when she's the one who played them (laughs) that's a good point that is a good point point. but they still like I don't like f with bullies yeah like if I see a 17 year old bullying another 17 year old I will say something I don't care my favorite tv show is what would you do with John Quixote's? I always dream about what I would do if I saw something in that situation. And, and enters enters David Arquette, her brother, who, when he enters the picture as another high schooler, he sort of solves that for her because he paints her as this really cool gal. However, one of the oof moments is he comes in and first of all, I don't know who is in this high school's front office who rolls <laughs> without proper credentials. Um, I'm like, you can't just walk into a school and be like, I go can't. here now. You can't, um, unless you work at the Tiki Post, I guess, and laminate your own ID. But he comes in, and but the way that he gets these like popular kids to start like trusting Josie and including Josie is by saying that he dated her his own sister yeah, weird and I'm like I thought that was so have- weird yeah it's like could siblings are dating it's like could he the, not the OG siblings are dating yeah could he not have just come in and been her brother like also and I guess maybe maybe that would have made people more pity him because he was the dorky girl's brother and maybe he thought that they could trust him more if he said that he dated her. But especially in the scene where he's talking to the other baseball boys and he's like, yeah, we dated. Um, she's amazing. And they're like, how good? How good? And he's like, oh, man, she's incredible. And it's like, sir, you're really implying that sex with your sister is good. Yes. Like, 
that was also a, you that know was it's not gonna be good when the most like popular guys are the baseball boys that's how you just know it's not gonna be a good plot the um nelly why do you have against baseball boys so <laughs> i'm Let's stay on this train with Rob and finish out this thought because we never finished the Mr. Coulson stuff. Yeah, something so train, I let's finish the Rob portion. Absolutely, and talk about the gal. So which one's Rob? The, the brother. brother. Before okay. before I before you dive into that, Morgan, I just want to name a quote that I wrote down of his, which was prior to. Why did she? She's like showing him pictures. She like take pictures of people. I don't know. She's showing him pictures, and he was like, "Are these the girls that go to the school? Wow, these are some under quote underage hotties." I yes. said, "Boy, I was like, what are you doing?" My the eyes fuck? got so big. I forgot about that line, and my eyes got so big rewatching it because I was like, "He did not just say that." Because not I was- good. I was when we before rewatching it. I was like, maybe I'm remembering some parts wrong, and then it ended up being worse than I even remembered. Of course, but here's here's the icky part to me though, and this is more on like the producers and the writers of the movie is watching it though. I realized Rob never actually kisses this 16 year old gal who like clings to him. But he also doesn't push her away until she's like, hey, I want to lose my virginity to you. And he's like, hey, maybe not. Let's have a fun night here at this prom, but maybe not. But I'm like, why couldn't he have not at all? You know, rather than getting to the point where she's wanting to make things physical, why did it have to get to that point before he was like, maybe we should cut this out? maybe now's the time that we should stop i'm like no sir it was inappropriate for you to like the attention like the attention it made him feel cool because he's a loser 23 year old working at the tiki post which she reminds him of which also it's fine to be 23 and working at the tiki post post. (laughs) i'm like that's how you know these kids kids have no realistic (laughs) view of the world yeah the writers don't either i'm like it's pretty typical for like a 23 year old to have a job like this like fresh out of college exactly I mean, not and every so- 23 year old is working a job like this but it's not out of the ordinary for sure it's not like he's fucking 30 working at the tk post i know but i think it's so odd re-watching it because for some reason i remembered it that he does kiss her like at the party that they're at but he doesn't and it's like every time that they're together it's like her initiating any like touching and like she's the one who introduces herself to him she's like hi i'm 16 and i'm a gymnast and i honestly think that that's a choice on the writer's behalf that they didn't show anything physical because i feel like they would have had to actually change their ratings so i wonder if that was a choice because then if they didn't actually show anything like that then no audience could say hey this was explicitly showing illegal like misconduct between an adult and an underage minor but right this made that by not including that it made it accessible to a younger audience which that alone is very questionable um like what are you what narrative are you trying to push that this is okay that it's okay if there's nothing physical 
it's okay to have like I mean that's grooming sorry right um but I I, for some reason in my head I just I swore that they had at least smooched but no she's the one who initiates that and I'm like that's a choice on the writers because it makes him seem not as at fault and I'm like well it kind of is victim blaming too it really is saying like okay this girl did it to herself yes which is stupid like and then they would like you know people would say like if they had slept together they would have been like well she came on to him like they would have just found a way to still make it her fault but he's forgiven in the end he's forgiven in the end and given a job at the very same high school as the assistant baseball coach well because they don't have a problem with teachers who are right predatory so speaking of speaking of let's talk um, about that i think (laughs) let's talk about the scene at the nightclub um oh my god off of school premises i'm like first off what nightclub lets teenagers in especially on a weeknight where i could potentially run into my english teacher (laughs) run up on on stage and slap my ass well also what kind of english teacher is going to a 18 plus nightclub like go to a 21 plus nightclub you like, would not catch you, me anywhere near a place where i could see my student Kate, i think you had a really funny thing about that scene where she's sitting at that table with the quote-unquote rastafari um and where they give her the brownie do you want to talk about that well first off yes um they gave her a brownie and did not tell her that it had weed in it. And even though we, <coughs> excuse me, um, even though I think it is not the worst drug that you could be given without your consent, it is still a drug and she was still given it without her consent. So that was problematic. Um, but Also, what- she has a stamp on her hand that indicates she's under 18. So they also gave it to a minor, hypothetically. Yeah, I mean, that's I mean, that's not my biggest qualm with this anyways, movie, but yeah. But I guess, like, yeah, giving it to a minor. Sorry, air quote minor, because she was actually 25, so, and a potential minor. Anyways, and then she eats, like, the whole brownie, and if you eat, like, a whole weed brownie, I am no expert in marijuana consumption, but I think you would just fall asleep or, like, throw up. Instead, she starts acting like she's drunk which I thought was so weird. If you're high on a weed brownie, you are not going to get on stage and hit bongos and shake your butt. Like that is just factually incorrect. So I don't know. Literally not going to be able to move if you eat that much weed. That bothered me. And it bothered me almost just as much as her given drugs unconsensually. And her employer is literally watching this. (laughs) Like they're recording it because she's wearing that pin and the because the guy who's monitoring it he's like oh no oh no and the and i'm like save her then (laughs) you can get into the club they're like oh this girl's getting drugged let me watch this (laughs) that was his date night like get a life oh my god that's another thing is the newspaper just the way that she went into the high school like there's no way that you could film in a high school and get away with it or have a reporter there without the administration at least knowing and so like I don't know 
and I, I get for the sake of the story, that is not how this could have gone. But I'm like, there's no way that any teacher would not have known that she was simply a 25 year old woman, but because she was a reporter, she had to pretend to be a 17 year old. Like that would have been cleared through the school, let alone having her have like a little camera on her, literally filming these minors faces all day. Well, yeah, she like gets searched. Like, why don't they see that she has a camera on her? They yeah. clearly were not very, um, very thorough. Good. thorough. Yeah. The okay, back to the teacher. I want to go on a brief rant. Yeah. So it's not a rant if you're talking about how creepy he is. You're just being true. Okay. I don't really understand. I I don't know if I just looked down briefly for a moment and then looked back up and all of a sudden this was happening, which is something that I do feel like happens in this movie. Like if you look away for a second, you're fucked because the the they do not develop the plot. But why do they go together on the Ferris wheel? And do you know why? She didn't have another person. And so then the guy is like, single, single. Anyone want to get on the Ferris wheel with her? And he's like, the teacher's like throwing darts and he sees her and he's like, I'll go. So then he goes over and is like, I'll go with you. And she's like, okay, thanks. Why? Why would you sit on a Ferris wheel with your... 17 year old student why are you gonna unload your whole life to your 17 year old student Mm -hmm. to me that's coercion to make them like um emotionally invested in you and feel um empathy towards you that is not their job to feel empathy towards you you are their mentor and their authority figure you have power you have power over them they are power dynamic huge power dynamic and super why super super why biggest why here why is he saying guys are gonna line up to be with her why does he say that the fuck that and then he and then she assumed she's like you have to say that because you're my teacher no no one no (laughs) no teacher should ever say that to you well thankfully i had never had a teacher say that to me i've never had a teacher say that to me male or female not he knows he knows that he crossed a line because he immediately says in response it's because i'm your teacher that i shouldn't say that it's like sir why did you why did you okay so you're consciously being a creep conscious about it which is why i say people so that's my that's an argument that i've also heard is he is that when the newspaper like sees that she Josie is developing a bond with Mr. Coulson, they're like jump on like that's our story. Like it's developing right before our eyes. And then they kind of push her to create this narrative and essentially like flirt. And I'm like, so is the newspaper hoping that she baits him? But also by him saying it's because I'm your teacher. I'm like, no, he explicitly knows that he's towing the line and also crossing the line. So I don't know. It's just, it's so honestly would be a very cool movie. It would be similar to like 21 jump street esque, but role, well, not role reversal, but just in this case, like women and definitely not Drew Barrymore, but like a female, like, detective or whatever goes in and like basically like 
doesn't necessarily I don't know I think I, I I don't know I'd love to hear more about your thoughts about like this kind of baiting concept because I do think that like ultimately the teacher has autonomy over himself and shouldn't be well exactly like, Which like is taking cool. it regardless so yes I think like it would be interesting to do it and then get those teachers fired so that then the the actual underage girls don't aren't vulnerable to these type of people and again you could do it men and women like if anything there's um i don't know if y'all have seen a teacher yet on hulu but it's yes. about yes Very so like good. again like it could be men and women that do it and then you go in and you weed out all the creeps so that and then the people that act right should get a raise <laughs> or actually no they shouldn't you should just be able to do that that is the bare minimum you, you should, should be able to not not kiss but, your student but you're actually know for sure okay you can be a teacher i can trust you with my children well and Elle, you bring up a good point about like the double you just mentioned like something of a double standard like people with the with a teacher people are like ooh, that's sexy like a female teacher like you know that kind of thing, a relationship with a male student but what another thing that made me realize is when I first watched this movie as a teenager I never really I, I guess I didn't see it as the same thing that Mr. Coulson flirting with Josie versus Josie flirting with Guy which is the same thing it's the same it's the same thing but for some reason it wasn't until I rewatched it for this podcast that I realized there's a double standard with that I do think that like obviously the age power dynamic is still there but like I still think the like authority figure power dynamic is removed which like again the age thing like a minor with a person that is over 18 like it's never gonna be okay but I do think that what makes it more I mean I don't think it I don't know how enough if we caught enough of this when we were young at all but I do think it's more obviously um well because he Coulson, with him. Coulson thinks Coulson thinks that she's 17 and he knows how old he is right but I right. thinks that she's the same age so I can see that but the fact that she also thinks that he's cute and weird. she she, and she gets all weird and like butterfly with well, him and all nervous it seems familiar to her because she thinks about the popular boy that she had a crush on when she was in high school and so she relates guy to that person and it's like but don't sis (laughs) you shouldn't i thought that was really weird i think she got really caught up in almost trying to re relive her high school days and reinvent herself that it just didn't work for Mm -hmm. her okay like her little friend Alpo, that's her name. Mm-hmm. The yeah. nerd. Hottest girl quote. in the movie. Hottest girl in the movie. No question. Oh, yeah. She was would so be hot. the most popular girl now. It just goes to show that like trends. Trends. Yes. Confidence. Like that girl's a cool girl. So that's what would make her cool, like popular now. Yeah. Absolutely. Like- Nellie, I think it's also worth mentioning the scene at the prom where Coulson is dancing with Josie how did that not send red flags to everyone that would be a student that never would have happened if you're like Mm -mm. just some Joe Schmo student 
and you see that happening, like think about the context of your high school, the high school you went to, there was definitely at least one like relatively good looking teacher that was kind of young. Can you imagine if he was dancing right. with someone in your class? Freaked I out. literally I would be cannot freaked. imagine. I would freak out. Can't imagine. And that person would be booted immediately. Oh yeah. Immediately. I would hope. Immediately. But to guys credit, Rufus walked so fetch could run yes (laughs) i agree with that that's all i'm saying he wasn't as cute as james franco who honestly should have been the person to play guy should have been however Mm -hmm. i will still give the actor the credit because he said the iconic line rufus (laughs) i really liked when she was saying you know her bs about the prom making her think she was in shakespearean land and then she's like, what are you thinking about? And he's like, my sword. Like, not even a phallic image. He was talking about the sword he had with the costume. And I was like, that is a good representation of a 17-year-old boy's brain. And <laughs> 21-year-old boy's brain as well. He was yeah. like, I got to I got to wear the costume. I'm pretty He high. was like, I have a sword. You want to see my sword? <laughs> Um, all right, so it's time to ask the question we ask every episode. Is this movie, Never Been Kissed, feminist? No. I don't no. think I don't think no, I think it's, I, I think it's anti-feminist. Okay, yeah. I like I'll go that strong. <laughs> and and so Nelly, that's funny that you say that because I was trying to think if if I thought it was like intentionally anti-feminist or if it was just like it neither it just I don't know but I feel like yeah you're correct it is anti-feminist in the fact that there's it it tries too hard to imply these narratives and it's like that's no that's not feminist at all in fact it sends the opposite message and I mean I think it was pretty obvious when we you know, just including it in the oof, this is an ageful category that it would <laughs> not feminist. But it no, it's it's anti-feminist for sure because it pushes narratives that are just so far beyond wrong in any context, mm-hmm. not just in 1999, um, and not just today. Like it was wrong then, it was wrong 20 years before then. <laughs> just yeah. I think like there are just a few examples as to why. I think the the movie might I don't know if it's fooling anyone it might be trying to fool people into thinking that like it was silly and uh, Josie has this like character arc and has this like personal growth but she simply doesn't she, all yeah. of the things that are motivating her are what motivated her when she was 17 which are wanting to be kissed by a boy and wanting to be cool and society standards which like those two things are fine if they're not your only two motivations like i'm not like saying okay at the end of it i would still say that the character is very immature and she behaves like she's 17 slash maybe 12 yeah and when she writes this huge like article that's supposed to be like articulate and as an apology like an open letter to colson being like i love you come kiss me on the baseball field it just kind of and in front of all of these teens i can't i can't when he ends up coming it just really falls flat 
like it doesn't make me stay and then they had that weird montage yeah it doesn't make me feel like that was I don't know it just like I said it feels really flat because it doesn't feel like she triumphed in any way or that she, she didn't won. learn anything about herself. She didn't learn anything. She didn't grow as a person. She's still going to be the same immature person and chasing those unrealistic ideals of romance. And I'm like, Coulson. She still had to have her brother come in and save her and make yes. everything okay. Like, yes. I just think, yeah, no, it sucks. And also, it's just, it is very clearly like misogynist and victim blaming and like all of the, in, in a post Me Too era, it's not to say that these issues weren't important like pre me too movement but especially now you're able to look at this and be like it no is question. not good no not question. Good. so anti-famous it's a no from me dog it's also a no from me first off uh super white just like realized that now which that's on me because should have realized that uh, when i was watching the movie but like super white there's i think two black characters besides the ones that are portrayed as like the druggy ones that drug her problematic Rastafara, yeah problematic yeah. <clears throat> super white super cheesy that's not the reason why it's anti-feminist i just didn't like that um that's why it's not intersectional for yeah sure. it's not intersectional we already, we already um it's just it's a bad movie it's also a bad movie for women and i hope i never watch it again I was thinking that Paige, I was like, I had watched this movie multiple times beforehand, but I think after looking at it in this lens, I'm like, I don't think I can look at it <laughs> and enjoy it ever again. Mm-hmm. Which, I hope- honestly, why watch a movie if you can't enjoy it? That's just stupid. Yeah, if you've already picked it apart through a feminist lens, those are the two <laughs> reasons to watch it, in my opinion. And if it's <laughs> not like, you know, it's not like, this movie is definitely not artistic or art by any means. I think some movies can be or tough feel to good. watch. Or yes. Good. But like some movies are tough to watch, but you watch them because like you need to appreciate like the artistry in it. I can't right, really think story. of any that like I've only been able to well <laughs> I was gonna say Marley and me but I don't know if that really <laughs> is art but like you know, some, I think a lot of people say Schindler's List like you watch it once yeah. you never want to watch it again and that but it's like so important and impactful yeah. um this is well, not one of those movies it's in the canon of right. movies that people are like this this defines filmmaking it's impactful yeah mm-hmm. And the like, usually it's in the top 100 movies that you should watch in your lifetime. Mm-hmm. Never yeah, been kissed, is... never be on any of. Never I don't been kissed think, is not canon. It. I don't think anyone has included it in that. But a lot of I people. Not. This, is a, this is a really classic rom com, and I'm like, not really. There, yeah, like, it's been on all the lists, and I'm like, why? Yeah, I think it like sets a stage for a very specific narrative. Like I would say some of those movies that I named earlier, including How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days. Like I do think it kind of like inspired some of the some of the storylines. They did it significantly better than Never Been Kissed, but Never Been Kissed walked so so How to Lose a Guy in Ten Days could run, and so that Twenty Two Jump Street could fly. Oh, love that movie. Uh, love let's that talk movie. about that. Okay, first kiss stories. Make them quick. I was in the eighth grade, and um, Damn, I just okay, wanted baby. 
okay i know i like i was in the ninth grade i don't know why i'm pretending like it's so crazy i don't know what it was i just was like i want to kiss my friend and so we met at the elementary school on spring break and we kissed and i think it was a scandal i've i've just been you know i've been making waves and i What's the word I'm looking for? I've been making headlines since the eighth grade. People just can't stop talking about headlines. Me. Headlines, you know, in the newspaper. So mine was with the first boy that I dated. And that was my, I've already said, my junior year of high school. See, that's sweet. And it was really sweet. And so the funny thing is his last name was Morgan. And so people were like, oh, Morgan, Morgan. And I was like, we've been dating for two weeks and we are simply in high school. Please do not <laughs> But it was funny because he thought that he was doing this really sweet like date and he didn't tell me where we were going, but I had parents who were like, no, we have to know where you're going to be because <laughs> you're 17 yeah. years old. And I was like, you have to tell me where we're going or I can't go. And he, <laughs> he was like, oh, I was going to surprise you and take you to my high school's basketball game. We're playing a really big rival and we showed up and I was like, okay, dope. We showed up. I knew half of the class, like half of his friends that were there because I went to preschool with them it wasn't the same high school that I attended but he was like why do you know, he was like why do you know so many people at the school and I'm like I went to preschool with all of them <laughs> and we just I just know them so I felt like I really flexed on that but so this then was you our kiss third- in front of all of your preschool no, no, no. friends so <laughs> this, was our, this was our third date and because we, so we lived on opposite sides of the county so he and I like our meeting point star cross like, lovers literally I, I was gonna say scandal our meeting, <laughs> our meeting point was at my grandparents because they lived in the middle of town so I would like park my car and he would come pick me up at my grandparents and so he's the I, we went to their high school basketball game and it was really fun. I saw a lot of people that I hadn't seen in a while and they were like, oh my God, you're with him. And I'm like, yeah. And so he drops me off and he knew that I hadn't been kissed because my friends told him and I was like, that's dead ass embarrassing, but fine. <laughs> and, but I thought it was really sweet because he, he waited till our third date. Cause he was like, I didn't want to like scare you. I was like, that's kind of sweet. So we're, we're standing there at my grandparents' front door and we're saying goodnight. And he like goes in and he kisses my cheek and then he kisses here, like closer. And then he just like kind of, we just kind of like looked at each other and then we just kissed. And it was Aww. really, and the funny thing is, the funny thing is we like, it turned into like a little mini makeout and he was like, are Woo! you? He was like, are you sure that this is your first kiss? And I was like, that it, I will pop off remember, remember that moment because I'm like, that sets the stage let for your know, future. Let it be known that I was an incredible kisser at the age of 17. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, ready? Yes. Okay. So set so the scene. Um, it's my 15th birthday. Good girl. Y'all know I love my birthday. Um, she can drive and- with her parents. <laughs> um, so. <laughs> Sorry, late spot, <laughs> late laugh. <laughs> so my, basically my friends threw me a surprise birthday party. I was actually really surprised. It was like in the basement of one of my friends' um, houses. I thought I was going over f- for a movie night. 
I like come downstairs. The thing is, I thought I was going over for a movie night, so I looked like trash at my fucking surprise birthday party. My mom really did not hook me up, even though she knew. She That's thought nice. I looked fine. I looked like trash. But I come down, I like walk down the stairs and then they're all like, it's like a huge basement full of people. Like I know when you like picture a basement hangout, it's like eight people. Like I can send y'all a photo. It was so many people. That's so funny. Yeah. And I had been seeing this guy. He was my first boyfriend. Um, He and I became boyfriend and girlfriend at the, um, I don't know if y'all have these, but our local like haunted house theme park. And I pretended to be very scared because October, obviously I pretended to be very, very scared. Um, (laughs) This is my, uh, yeah, this is not showing the feminist in me for sure. I like pretended to be all scared. And then he was like, Oh, like he would like comfort me and then I remember we like ran into the pe- like we weren't like officially dating yet and we ran into the people that some people who went to our school and we were like with other friends who were also kind of being coupley these budding romances at um almost 15 years old <laughs> freshman year of high school and I remember these people from my high school were like oh are y'all dating and he turns to me and goes well do you wanna and I was oh my like- god the romance <laughs> And then on the way home, uh, once I got home, um, after our parents picked us up and drove us home from the haunted house place, um, he then Facebook messaged me and said, I love you. So (laughs) then I'm really putting this man's on blast. Wow. Y'all really, Um, that was quick. Yeah. So then. um, I love you the first day y'all started That I love you (laughs) the first day on Facebook Messenger. Very, very romantic. I'm just thinking about that. It was actually pre-Messenger. It was just regular old Facebook message. Um, I'm just thinking of that meme of Patrick Starr when they're trying to sell the chocolate and Spongebob is like, Patrick, you have to flatter them. So the guy opens the door and Patrick's like, I love you. (laughs) that's literally what it was but then so we like fast forward a couple weeks to the surprise birthday we're like having all fun with my friends and then he like pulls me aside and he's like I have something for you and and we have not kissed yet he pulled and then he pulls um out of his pocket he pulls a loose necklace that is all tangled up it is just all simply all tangled up. It was not in a box or anything. It was just a loose necklace with a little heart charm. He was like, I got this for you. And he like couldn't put it on me because it was all tangled. And I was like, aw, thanks. So then I hugged him. And then I was like, this is it. I got to have my first kiss now. I was in a basement full of a bunch of people. Like they weren't watching me, but like people were around. I like pull away and I like go to kiss him and I lean forward. I'm just like, I'm doing it. And then I missed and I straight up hit like his like upper, like upper right, like I don't know how to describe it, just to the right above the mouth between the nose. Like that's what's funny, Morgan, when you were telling your story too, I was like, oh, that's kind of like mine, except for I just never ever hit the lips. Like it just was mine, like moving mine over and told over. Me and over. That I was really good. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mine, that's that just happened. I was like, that's it. That was my one kiss with him. That was my one kiss with him. We dated for four weeks. I broke up with him outside of the buses. I said, I don't think this is working out well. And it was I because he was very mature his, about it. <laughs> y'all wait for this. It oh. was because his family was for Mitt Romney in the 2012 election. And I liked Obama. <laughs> A woman of her morals. <laughs> I said, your parents like Mitt Romney? No. <laughs> By those standards, Nellie would not have dated me either. 
<laughs> Y'all just got my whole first relationship in this episode, so. In a blink very- of the eye. You, Nelly, Nelly has always been a bad bitch from day <laughs> one. <laughs> I said, I said, no, no, this is not working off. Out, get on your bus. So I kind of was like, go ahead. Get home. on your bus, peasant. Run my along. parents are picking me up. No, I definitely just went and got on my bus. We just went on the same bus. <laughs> Another question I have is if you, so just like our girl Josie, would you go back to high school if you had the opportunity? No. Except, except you are the appropriate age. Like you are, you are mm-hmm. a high school age person. Would like, you do I back? still have my brain and all the stuff I've learned from my life? So if I could control time travel, I would want to say yes. But I feel like no. Or I'm just to. going back and reliving my oh, my high school no. years as yeah. me. Then. No, no. I was depressed. I'm not doing that again. Yeah, I that was not okay. <laughs> yeah, if I pay, I still a, don't think I'd relive it. I think I'd pick a different year in my life. Interesting. Of of all of all 23 years. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd I go really back and like my fifth birthday. Looking back, the good parts of <laughs> Nelly. I, I could relive I every single one of my birthdays. I would do it. I would just live every single one. Like it wouldn't be, it would just be like day, day, like it would just be 23 days. And I would relive and I would include the day I was born. I love my birthdays, but I hear recently, <laughs> uh, especially it was like every birthday in, in college, I cried like it was like I had a mini existential crisis at the end of my birthday because the amount of like love that was outpoured throughout the day and just the whole day being a reminder of like how many people are like in my corner supporting me was incredibly overwhelming and I was like I I it just yeah I I ended up crying because I was and my mom one time my mom was like why are you crying I'm like because everybody loves me too much (laughs) <laughs> and i'm like no bitch you're worthy of it like come on yes. I spent every i spent morgan i spent every birthday i had at swanee with you apart from the one when i was abroad which wasn't at swanee obviously which so. was your favorite my favorite was our senior year when we had my senior year my fucking birthday it. marathon i had my senior year that was that fun. was so fun though that was a really good birthday. so fun that's like I, when you really and got kind of became friends morgan do what that's like kind of when our friendship started blooming you know truly truly well because all of your friendship started blooming with like my best pals and I was like oh she's now approachable to me (laughs) (laughs) you thought I was unapproachable I thought you were like really funny and outgoing and like so was I in my own respect but I was just like i I don't know about this gal. I don't know if I can be on the same level as her. And now I feel like you on your birthday. I'm like crying. <laughs> Wait, Paige, this is a funny story. So okay. I think about it. I think about it a lot, actually. <laughs> oh. So one of the first nights that I like really got to know you was actually like the first weekend going out in Swanee because you were like, I'm freshman the- year? No, senior year. She was like, Oh, I was <laughs> like, what? Yeah, first first weekend out, senior year. I we run into you on the street and you're trying to find Eddie. You're she's trying to find Eddie. I literally like, remember. She's like, look at me. She said, wouldn't he be so lucky to know that I'm 
like so cute and I like him and I'm like <laughs> I was literally stunned Pete, I remember it verbatim that's how it happened and I'm like this girl is incredible she loves herself so much really? <laughs> I want that energy so I really had a summer of growth out there in Denver there was something in the water but I came back and I was like she was like he would be so lucky yeah <laughs> I still say that to him <laughs> Morgan, do you want to plug anything before we before we go? Thank you so much for being here today. This Thank has been such a fun me. conversation. We're going to keep it going after we spend the stop. I feel, like, I feel like I invited myself by suggesting the movie. No, no. I loved it. So, we I'm need that. If you're so out there listening and you want to invite yourself, invite yourself. <laughs> but I had so much fun. Um, so much fun. Dissecting um, this movie with you all. It was, I, so it was not my favorite movie, so... Thank I, God. I have to write that wrong. <laughs> and it was not. You can come back and do your favorite movie if you'd like. Yeah, but it can't be an oof that didn't age well. I will pick yeah, one that yeah. ages really well. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I think I would like to plug my employer. <laughs> yeah, do it. Healing. It's a free medical clinic um, in Tullahoma, Tennessee, and we serve the working uninsured who do not get health insurance through their employer um typically it's like smaller employers but that's just a group that is missed in policy such as the affordable care act um and so it's just really important that these people get affordable health well free health care not even affordable um it's like all of our services that we do at the clinic are free which is incredible that we're even capable of doing that but it's really exciting because in the last year we've been able to grow our mental health services y'all our mental health appointments doubled from 2019 to 2020 wow that's amazing like we it's just so necessary especially when people are taking this time to you know really take like an audit of I don't want to use the word audit but I'm in I'm in that mode with grants and stuff I (laughs) audit is just the the word but like people are really just taking account of what's important to them and I think people are realizing that they can ask for help especially and so I think if anything comes out of COVID it's that people are really starting to value themselves and their health um, mental and physical and emotional and I am just so excited to be a part of an organization that's helping that become more accessible yeah Retweet. absolutely thanks so thanks I would for doing that work and for plugging it yeah I would encourage people to even though we're really local I would encourage people to find similar organizations in their area and support them in their efforts because it's all over the country and it's definitely we're in the middle of a health crisis for sure and a mental health crisis. Mm-hmm. And so I would just encourage people to look in your own backyard of really cool community efforts that are trying to better their communities. Amen, sister. Thanks, Morgie. Thanks for this coming has on been the so pod. Much fun. It has been fun. You're the best. Oh, y'all are the best. Do we have a quote we want to say? Rufus. 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 That's the quote. Rufus. Rufus. Well, Rufus, y'all. Rufus, y'all. This has been Feminist Fiends and Quarantine Queens. Bye. Bye. Bye.